welcome back to the Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven, and as always, it's a pleasure to have your company. Now, today I'm going to be talking to someone I've known for several years uh, who's making some great strides in helping children and in safeguarding children in her own way. She's the children's author, Christina Gabatas. Welcome to the program, Christina. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Now, I think the best bet would be for people who might not have come across your work, for you just to give a little bit of a brief introduction and up into describing the first sort of set of books that you wrote specifically to do with the well-being of children. So um, give us a little bit of history. Okay, so um, my first book was published in 2012. Um, and I started writing because as a child, I was very quiet and shy, very introverted, uh, low self-esteem. And when I had my own children, um, I decided I'd, I'd write these stories, but I put them in a box file away for a number of years, didn't do anything with them. And one day I thought, you know what, if you never try, you never know. I got them out of the box file and my first um, series were published, the Felicity Fly series. Felicity Fly? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and what was that? I mean, what, what did that particularly focus on? Right, okay. So I was, uh, as I, because I was very quiet and shy as a child, I was scared of anything that moved. I was scared <laughs> of the dark, spiders, <laughs> you name it, I was scared of it. So I didn't want my children uh, to feel the same way. Um, and also I felt quite alone with my thoughts in that I was the only person that was scared of all these things. So also I wanted to try and let other children know that it's okay to have fears and sometimes our fears don't go away, uh, but it's normal to have them. So I wanted really to get that message across and for the children not to feel alone with their thoughts of fears. Okay. So obviously we know that that, I mean, that series of, um, well, talking to you, I know that it went down very well, but where we first came together uh, and met was uh, at conferences that you decided to organise when you got more involved in the more direct safeguarding of children in terms of um, their immediacy, in terms of the prevention of abuse. Now, the books that you wrote then, was, well, the book was called Share Some Secrets, just could you just say a little bit about how that came about and what it was about? Okay, that came about as a result of the success of the Felicity Fly series addressed all my books have an educational element to, to, to help children, which would have helped me when I was younger. Um, a friend said to me, do you think you could write something to help children um, with, uh, you know, to do with safeguarding? And so I looked into it and I was, at, at the time, there was lots of, news articles um, around lots of uh, stories coming out about abuse, uh, Jimmy Savile and everything that was happening oh, in the yeah. room. And, um, and then watching other, other people who had been abused uh, kind of actually coming out on, in the media. And I found that really upsetting. Mm. So I looked into it a little bit more. Um, I started doing some research. I spent time with an abuse lawyer. And um, also I spent time listening to lots of adults who had been abused as children. Some of them still haven't come out and won't, some had. Um, I spoke at different conferences as well um, mm. with the Shares and Secrets book. So basically that's how it came about. And I wrote the story, I wrote it a few times because when I'm writing, I like to put myself back into a, my child's head, mm. how I was as a child and how I would have perceived and received something. 
It's so, for very young children, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it's aimed at kind of up to age seven. So probably between five and seven, something like that. Uh, so it, the story encourages children to, to, to speak out. So I wanted a book that a child could pick up without parental supervision that would actually uh, plant the seed of encouraging them to uh, to share their troublesome secrets. So it highlights, um, you know, not keeping the secrets that are obviously harming harming you as a, as a child. And to share them, it's okay to share them because we know that perpetrators do say to, to children, you know, don't tell anyone, no one will believe you or they'll think you've done something bad, you've done something wrong. And so that, in a you know, you, as a child, you're very vulnerable. And so I wanted to get this message across in a simplistic way, but in a non-scary way, if you will, because obviously it's the, the very young children. And I mean, as a result of all of this, um, it's been very well received. Mm. Animation was made of it too. Um, That's right. Sheffield University found out about it and offered to animate it for you, which they have done. And that's, yeah. on, that's now on YouTube as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I approached them and they were more than happy to do it. So I worked with students at Sheffield Hallam University who did this wonderful job and produced the animation, and which has the um, subtitles underneath. Uh, yeah, so that's freely available online for anyone to watch. Um, and as a result of that, it was picked up by um, organisations in, in Norway, Australia, Singapore. Know, the international Brazil. aspect. I mean, it was really kind of went to a very popular worldwide and is still actually popular worldwide. In fact, also, I believe that it's also a bestseller in the NSPCC online bookshop. That's right. So, uh, so basically, uh, when I was writing this story, I sent it to um, the... Uh, the NSPCC uh, to Ali Jeremy, who was director of communications at the time, and then she put it with the Childline team, and they came back with a really wonderful testimonial. And mm. um, that to me meant a lot because it was like, okay, I've done this. You think this is? I wanted something that could actually help. And um, anyway, as a result of of, of all of that, um, I do supply NSPCC with the books at, at cost, so they can help mm. not just educate children but to help raise funds for Childline as well and I donated a number of, of, of them as well in the first lockdown as well as some of my other books to help them to, to raise funds because Childline is a really important charity you know, <laughs> one of the most important to of giving children a voice um, yeah so I, so it was really encouraging to, to learn that children, you know parents carers and teachers and anybody working with with young children um, know the importance of educating children from a young age about uh, the world around them, which no, is what all been, my books are. It's been very good, I know, and you've also had marvellously, you know, some very good feedback also about some occasions where children actually have, as a result, have actually, um, you know, dis disclosed some things, and that's yeah, fantastic, that, you know, protected them. So a very good... A number over the years. There's one just recently, actually, who who contacted me, a safeguarding practitioner in London, um, and she wanted to thank me and wanted to let me know because it's really important to learn, you know, the impact that it's having and it can have, you know, in a positive way. Mm. Um, and she, the, the the teacher from the school contacted her to, to let her know that the actual book that the child had encouraged this little girl to speak out. So that's really rewarding, knowing that you've actually you've no, actually I made. Appreciate a difference. that. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Well, now look, I know that that also has kind of produced a whole range of contacts for you in the safeguarding world, whether it's individuals or agencies. You've organized three or four conferences now on that effect that have gone down extremely well. Um, now, as well as that, though, it's it's almost stimulated you, if I can understand it, to actually produce more work in the field of helping children be safer. And one of the things that it's done is that the Police and Crime Commissioner for Humberside that you were in touch with actually has now commissioned you to do another story, uh, which uh, maybe you could just very briefly talk about, No More Knives. Yeah, so I was approached by the Police and Crime Commissioner's Office of Humberside due to the success of Share Some Secrets and how that is helping uh, children uh, to educate them. And um, they said, you know, do you think you could do something on the topic of, um, you know, knife crime, county lines and, and uh, grooming? So I said, yes, because I, I love being given something to, to write about, being given a commission and doing all of the research. Um, and so, yeah, so I engaged children, young people with this. I spoke to an ex-gang crime member. I interviewed him, which was really interesting. Um, and a number of police personnel from Humberside Police, uh, all to do with the research uh, involved in the council. So of, of course, I did lots of research online, lots of different articles. And so the story that I've written is about a group of children who um, all meet in the park, like normal children do, and they get groomed into county lines and they realise and suffer the consequences of carrying knives as well. So... Uh, the, the story is quite a, the, the most difficult thing for me to do was to reduce the, the content down so as to engage children from, mm. from age 10 upwards. So yeah, I had to try, so I put it into a comic strip format because I thought that that would engage that age group a little bit more, more likely to read it. Um, so I've, I've got quite a long story here. All the children have a backstory, which I explained at the beginning um, but there is a bigger story here with all of this. Mm. But basically, it's to, to help educate them on, on the dangers, but also parents, carers and teachers aren't really aware of, of what, go, what goes on. It's, it's coming out more now, but this is an educational resource. So this can be used in, 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 in schools, educational settings, but also it's going to be made available online for That's all to good. see. It's for 10-year-olds yeah. and upwards, isn't it? And, yeah. and I believe it's also being animated as well. <laughs> yes. So it's actually been animated now, and it's going to be coming out in the next few weeks. What has also been encouraging about it is, uh, although obviously I was commissioned by the Humberside uh, Police and Crime Commissioner's Office, you know, this is a national problem, not, not, not a regional problem. Mm. So I've had... Um, um, a gentleman called uh, Russ Massey from Thames Valley Violence Reduction Unit and uh, PC Crawshow from Warwickshire Police. And they've, they've given it a testimony and they think it's a brilliant resource. So it's good to, to, to know that actually it's, it, it, it's out there and, you know, people who are working in the field, this is what they're working with, uh, that they gave it uh, a testimonial. So I was really encouraged by that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the animation no, really is going to be available in a couple of weeks, yeah. No, sorry, I was only going to say that, I mean, uh, all the contacts, details, websites, how to get in touch with any of these books, you know, et cetera, et cetera, are all going to be on the front page of this podcast because, you know, I want people to be able to access all the good stuff you're talking about. 
sort of quickly. Um, okay, well, look, just because of time, I better just move on a little bit because I know there's a couple of more things I want you to talk about. One is the fact that I know in your background, you've always been um, your, your own charity that you founded, the Children's Literature Festivals. You actually produce a whole range of educational kind of opportunities for children. And you've been into lots of schools, reading, talking, educating, etc. But one of the things you've done because of lockdown is actually produced a book because you started a children's poetry competition during called Lockdown Life. And that's now produced the book of that poetry competition with lots and lots of the poems in it. Um, do you want to just say a little bit about that? Yes, so um, because of lockdown, the, the first lockdown, I mean, all my events, uh, school, school visits, um, uh, festivals, uh, things that I was involved with, invited to, all, all cancelled. So I decided uh, to give me purpose in lockdown was to set up this Lockdown Life initiative. So encouraging children, young people and teachers to pen a poem in any style about how they were feeling in lockdown. And it was really enlightening. I didn't expect the uptake <laughs> and also the content that I received from some of them because some of them really didn't hold back. And I would say that they predominantly was teenagers that were sending me the poems. Um, and, you know, some of the teachers, some, some, some of them were a bit political. So, <laughs> but, uh, but it was really, it gave me purpose in lockdown. So that helped me. So I was helping them, but it was also helping me. Although it was a, it was a voluntary initiative. So... Um, and the lovely uh, actress Jenny Agatha, she helped me to, um, she recited my invitation poem and helped to promote it too. And she's a patron for Children's Literature Festival Charity as well. And yeah, it was so wonderful. So what we did is we have a number of judges which can be found on the site, all from different backgrounds. And we've reduced it down to 60 poems within the book, which has been um, illustrated slightly by a gentleman called Michael Borton as well and the front cover by Ursula Hurst. So yeah, it's a wonderful book. Uh, and it's at all good bookstores. And, and all the proceeds are going back to children's literature festivals. It's just a really nice piece of history. No, I know. I mean, I know, because I was fortunate enough to be one of the judges, as you know. But I mean, it was just a wonderful illustration of children's imagination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it's really important. And I think it really helped them to be able to voice how they gave them an outlook is to voice how they were feeling. Okay. It's a therapy, I suppose, for us all. No, no, it, it was. I mean, and it was just brilliant just to see the kind of the range of um, of skills that these children have. I mean, it's brilliant. I, so I really recommend it to anybody. And again, the details will be on the front of the podcast. But look, we've only got a few minutes left, but I still want to talk about something else that you're doing that's coming up. And um, it's a new book. Uh, that you can describe, but it's also now being launched, I believe, on March the 4th, which is World Book Day. Do you want to just say a little bit about it? Yes, the book is called Moan A Lot, so it's a play on words, so it's about a little girl who moans a lot. And hmm. I looked into the psychology of why children moan. I mean, why anybody moans, really. It's ordinarily a cry for help. And um, as, as parents, we like to uh, say to our children, if they're moaning, <laughs> like, say, all right, you know, put up, shut up, get on with it, that kind of thing, which is not actually helpful for anybody. So really, the story is about a little girl. She's at school, aimed at age seven. Her friends make fun of her. Um, it, and basically, it's about kindness. It's about being kind, uh, not making fun of one another. Um, and, 
you know, it kind of also will help uh, uh, parents and teachers as well because, uh, they, you know, instead of kind of saying, oh, get on with it, shut up, eat your toast, do this, do that, it's like, why don't you want to do that? Why don't you? And why do you think that? So it's kind of asking them questions as to as to why they think they're feeling like they are. Uh, so it, it could be it could be helpful. And I think it definitely, um, and Mona writes her own little poem called Be Kind as well. So it kind of uh, addresses it to children. Uh, so, yeah, so I just think it's a, it's a simplistic story with a really important message. Well, I mean, and again, you know, um, simple doesn't mean it hasn't got great impact, as your previous books have actually shown. Oh, well, look, Christina, I mean, I'm sorry it's been so quick, but again, you've done so much that you've done. It was sort of difficult to pack it all in. I also know that metaphorically speaking, you've got a whole suitcase full of other ideas that you're going to be playing around with in the future. And I think it's well done for people to actually keep a good eye on your writing and what's coming up. And as I said, all the web, well, the websites are going to be on the front cover of this uh, podcast. And um, thank you very, very much for being my guest today. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. <laughs>